Hi, I'm Trevor, and welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. If you aren't familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a film analysis podcast wherein we introduce each other to films, expand our cinematic horizons, and, in essence, catch up on our cinema. So it is the month of October 2022, and is once again that very special time of the month wherein we do our very special Catching Up on Blu-ray episode. In case you haven't noticed, uh, it is once again just me, myself, and I here on the mic, uh, so it's just going to be you and me here uh, conducting this episode. Uh, hopefully you can uh, bear with me on this, but um, October seems to be a pretty big month uh, for the world of DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K discs, uh, so if you're not familiar with the general format of these Catching Up on Blu-ray episodes... Um, essentially what I'm going to be doing here is taking a look at the release date calendar uh, for the month of October uh, 2022 and just call out any any and all titles that jump out at me for whatever the fuck reason. Um, so if you'd care to follow along with the home version of Catching Up on Blu-ray, uh, you can do so by navigating to the lovely website of uh, blu-ray.com. And then head to uh, movies slash release dates. Um, that will take you to the contemporary uh, release date calendar uh, to whatever month it currently is. So in this case, October 2022. Uh, so again, also, if you're not familiar with how these generally work, um, physical media releases generally occur on Tuesdays uh, of each calendar week. Uh, so I'll be sure to call out the dates uh, as I proceed through the calendar. But uh Let's get to it then. Uh, so it looks like our first uh, major release date uh, in the month of October 2022 uh, falls on October 4th. Um, and the first thing I'm noticing right off the bat is, uh, holy crap, uh, we are, I think, more officially uh, than in years past. Uh, we are more officially uh, in the age of 4K uh, because I'm noticing the sheer volume of titles receiving the 4k treatment uh, has increased pretty dramatically actually within this calendar year uh, the the sheer number of 4k titles being put out by various disc publishers uh, from month to month uh, seems to be way up uh, from from last year um, and this month seems to be uh, just jam-packed with 4k titles so right off the bat uh, we have our 4ks for the uh, the day of October 4th, um, we have a steelbook of both uh, Fright Night uh, from 1985, as well as uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, both movies that I quite like. Um, I actually already have a 4K of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but um, like myself and um, my buddy Brad, uh, who I often do these episodes with uh, from the Cinema Speak podcast, uh, steelbook really isn't a selling point to me personally. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy with my uh, current 4K of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, but beside that, we have a 4K release of uh, Sam Raimi's Army of Darkness, which is, of course, the third title in the Evil Dead uh, series of films. Uh, I quite enjoy that movie. Uh, the soundtrack in particular is, is a banger, as the kids like to say. Um, Bruce Campbell is his, uh, I don't know, goofy best Um potentially like in the entirety of that series although kyle keeps telling me um ash versus evil dead is very much worth your time uh, he's really strongly lobbied uh, for having me check that series out and i likely will someday but 
Army of Darkness I quite like. I do know that this is one of those titles that um, whenever they do like box sets of uh, the Evil Dead series, uh, in fact, that groovy uh, box set collection or what have you was uh, apparently omitted this title. Um, there, there's some sort of rights issue of some sort that prevents this title from being lumped in with the rest of them when they do like package deals and whatnot, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, this this 4K disc, as far as I know, is from uh, Shout Factory, um, and it got pretty good marks in terms of uh, image fidelity and sound quality and whatnot. So uh, that's a movie that I would I would very much like to watch again. I don't know if I need to own it. Uh, but that's a maybe. Um, in addition to that, we also have, again, from Shout slash uh, Scream Factory, a uh, box set. It, it's an odd collection, actually. <laughs> this is kind of like uh, Halloween, The Leftovers. Uh, so this is the Halloween 4K collection, 1995 to 2002. And what this entails is... Uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, uh, which also includes the producer's cut as far as I'm aware, um, Halloween H2O, um, and Halloween Resurrection. Um, <laughs> so we have The Curse of Michael Myers, which is often thought of as being near, like, near the bottom in terms of quality uh, Halloween titles. We have H2O, which um, in 90s kids, uh, which includes myself, uh, often think of uh, mostly in a positive light. Uh, I absolutely hate the way Michael Myers looks in that movie. Um, the the wig on the mask, uh, the body language of the performer, everything about the aesthetic presentation of the Michael Myers character in that movie is horrendous, if you ask me. Um, but I do actually... I have a soft spot for that movie. I actually like it for the most part. And a lot of that is probably 90s nostalgia bias uh, in that... Uh, aside from the original 1978 John Carpenter film, that was the first Halloween movie I ever saw. Uh, that was, quote, like my Halloween movie, being as I was born in 1987 and wasn't allowed to watch Halloween slash slasher movies until around the time uh, H2O came out. So it was a very big deal um, for someone of my relative age range. Um, and then Halloween Resurrection is pretty much generally regarded as the bottom of the barrel of the franchise so this is this is a uh <laughs> this is a box set that appeals to a very specific specific uh click in the in the in the fan base uh, for this uh for this particular series because these are as far as i know nobody's favorite movies in the series um but i do believe there was um like a lull uh between the 4k releases from shout factory of the earlier halloween titles and these ones um, so if you're a completionist and you want all of these these halloween movies on 4k this is i guess a way to go about that although it needs to be said all of these do have individual releases um so maybe that's the better way to go if you want to have all those spines lined up you know pristine and, and looking very like collector ready um we also have our first Criterion release uh, for the month. Uh, that would be George Romero's Night of the Living Dead on 4K uh, from 1968. Uh, this got five stars across the board from Blu-ray.com. Uh, I would expect no less uh, from Criterion, uh, being as we have a saying that 
if it's part of the Criterion Collection, is very much worth your time. Uh, this film is no exception. I, I, I know this one. I've seen this one many times. It's a great film, uh, and as such, it deserved uh, to be treated quite well uh, on 4K, and it looks like they, they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. Uh, so that's that's one that a lot of people are going to be picking up for sure. Uh, we also have Scream 2, 25th Anniversary Edition on 4K. Uh, I remember quite enjoying Scream 2. Uh, if you ask me, Scream, the Scream franchise as a whole, uh, I think Scream 3 is really the only one that, like, if I scan my memories of it, that's like the only one I can I can point to and say I don't know if I don't know if that one completely worked. Um, but the rest of the franchise, I, I really enjoy. Uh, very similar to uh, Halloween H2O. In fact, the the timing of it was probably more important to me, honestly. The, the first Scream movie was probably one of the first slashers I ever saw, again, because of my relative age. Um, and as, as such, the franchise means a whole lot to me. Um, I generally don't buy horror movies, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because October is, you know, going to be laden with all manner of uh, horror movie releases. Um, and my buddy Brad from the Cinema Speak podcast, he's more of the horror head between the two of us, so he'd probably have a lot more insight into a lot of these titles uh, than myself. But um, I know this is a big deal to a lot of people. Um, I quite enjoyed the movie, but again, I don't generally collect horror movies uh, so, so far we're not looking at anything that i'm going to be uh, picking up to put on my own shelf uh, but we'll get there eventually trust me um we also have a special um 4k edition of marcel the shell with shoes on um direct from a a24 so i'm guessing you have to buy this one directly from a24 on their website they are building themselves a brand i mean you could argue they've already established that brand quite firmly but i have noticed they're they're starting to branch out into you know putting out super duper special editions of a lot of their 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 distributed films um as well as just all manner of merch um so we'll see how how well this one sells but i have heard almost nothing but good about this film so uh, if there are people who are really into marcel the shell with shoes on uh, this would be a no-brainer uh, we also have DC League of Super Pets. Uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, not interested what in at all. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna move on. Uh, we have what the third or the fourth product, like media property, I can I can think of off the top of my head called Watcher. I'm from 2022. This is a standard uh, Blu-ray release, uh, certified fresh. Um, if memory serves, this is the the f film about. Um, a couple moving to Romania and a woman uh, feels she has a stalker or a peeping Tom across the way or something. Uh, the reason I, I made that comment about the title of this one is because there, there are just far too many things called The Watcher or Watchers or, in this case, Watcher. Again, all of those things I just said are individual media properties that I, 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 I get my wires crossed when I try to think of this one. In fact, I think there's like... A series right now called the watcher or something um so this one i <laughs> maybe work on the title um but i have heard very good things about this film uh, for what it's worth uh we also have um the paper from 1994 uh, this is part of that uh, vhs uh retro vhs collection from mill creek um 
it has a, a novel concept in terms of the presentation uh, of of the box art that is um but in theory cool in practice mm, I, I don't know if i entirely agree with it uh, especially considering the general proportions of a blu-ray case do are not at all similar to that of a vhs uh, case um, we also have The Cure from 1985 and Shadowlands from 1993 uh, receiving the same uh, treatment from Mill Creek, uh, as well as The Replacement Killers from 1998. Um, I, I've seen a couple of clips from that movie, but I never actually saw it uh, front to back. That was one of those um, vehicles for Chow Yun-Fat to attempt to, to break into the American film industry in the late 90s. Never 100% worked out for him in that way um there was what the replacement killers and then um i think he did a movie with marky mark uh, the corrupter that's right he did the corrupter and then a few years down the line he'd also pop up in pirates of the caribbean chai and fed is a magnetic screen presence but uh, for whatever reason i guess kind of similar to donnie yen uh, around the same time um also coming from the hong kong film industry uh never just never quite worked out uh, good effort just maybe pick the wrong projects or didn't get showcased in the right way um, anyway moving on uh, we have uh, airplane remastered uh, from 1980 uh, I love this movie I'm curious like if this version is at all special it doesn't appear to be um, this movie's been released many many times but um, I don't need an excuse to talk about airplane uh, I'm not gonna grind this conversation to a halt um but i'd just like to point out i like airplane airplane's great um we have uh, a big old box set of dexter uh, both series of dexter i believe that's the complete uh, saga uh as it stands i don't know if there's any plans to continue making more dexter but i do know that follow-up series was a little bit of a surprise uh, for a lot of people uh, potentially a, one that was warranted too, um, given that, uh, as far as I understand, the conclusion of that first series is not well regarded. Um, we have a Ken Burns documentary, uh, Ken Burns colon, The U.S. and the Holocaust from this year, from 2022. This is uh, PBS. Um, could be very interesting. Ken Burns is a fine documentarian. I mean, he has a signature... Uh, presentation style uh, attributed to his name um, I quite like a lot of his his documentary series a lot of his documentary films um, although sometimes the subject matter explored in them is I mean in this one would be no exception you got pretty fucking heavy uh, such that you you really got to be in the right state of mind uh, to want to put these things on and commit to watching them uh, so I can say right now, this 360-minute documentary series from Ken Burns uh, does sound really appealing to me. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, I I don't know when I'm going to be in the mood for that. So that's not going to be something I'm going to be tossing any money at. Um, but if I find myself in the right position, maybe I'll check it out someday. Um, ooh, we have something called They Crawl Beneath. Um, from Well Go, um, I, I can't help but think of Tremors when I see that particular cover art um, and that particular title. Um, let me just read this plot description because I have no idea what the fuck this is. Um, 
After an earthquake leaves Danny trapped, he must fight for his life as truly horrifying creatures emerge from the fissures left in the ground. Uh, and this is from Dale Fabregar, uh, who has directed essentially nothing of consequence, um, at least in my eyes. Um, but uh, as Brad has dubbed the, the particular subgenre um, eat-em-ups, um, eat-em-ups are one of those genres like animal attack movies or like monster movies where you know people get ripped apart by monsters and shit i'm a sucker for that kind of shit um so even though i know nothing about this i may have to like look up a trailer or something again not going to be throwing money at this um but i'd be curious like maybe if the trailer is promising i'll check it out on i'm sure like it's on tubi or some shit um anyway uh, i think that's actually uh it oh wait uh we have super pumped uh colon the battle for uber uh for, also from 2022 so this is a contemporary release uh this is starring joseph gordon levitt kyle chandler uh and uma thurman and this is from uh, showtime this was apparently a limited series uh about uh presumably the founding of the uber company uh, could be interesting uh, <laughs> i don't know anyone who's ever been a like a consistent subscriber to showtime although um, i will take this opportunity to point out i have been tempted uh, several times in recent years uh, solely for the purpose of consuming their boxing content uh, as i am a, a lifelong fan of the sport it's one of my very favorite things that i have very few opportunities to talk about or even you know commit time to in enjoying like alive like when the events are occurring uh, mostly because of the, the the horrors of the paper navigating the pay-per-view system and whatnot um, but if you're not aware uh, and i'm sure if you're a, a movie fan listening to this podcast you probably aren't uh, but i mean as jackie earl haley said in watchmen uh, you're in here with me uh, so you're just gonna have to bear with me and listen to this um, showtime has kind of got the monopoly right now on on like consistent boxing broadcasts uh so uh, if you're a fan of the sport uh and you have the money uh to have a subscription to showtime consistently and pay for pay-per-views and whatnot that's kind of the the route you have to take uh to get that particular content these days uh and unfortunately i'm just not willing to pay it um but yeah the showtime has boxing these days uh, in case you weren't aware uh, let's move on to the next week um, before I get completely lost in the weeds here. Uh, so we have a, a, a big uh, 4K title uh, right off the bat uh, from October 11th uh, that my buddy Brad very likely is at the very least considering uh, picking up. This is Lost Highway uh, from director David Lynch on 4K from Criterion from the year 1997. I got high marks not perfect marks like uh night of the living dead did in terms of image fidelity and whatnot but i've heard some fantastic things about this movie i know uh, brad is a huge fan of david lynch uh, i can't i can't call myself a david lynch fan being as i haven't consumed that much of his work um however i i often say it that i'm, I'm just glad we have him uh, he's one of those like singular creative voices uh, that we're all better for having um, and also he makes for a, a, a lovely interview uh, he's, a, he's a very quirky man um, such that 
again, without having seen that many of his movies, um, I actually did watch a documentary uh, that was just kind of him schmoozing with the camera crew uh, while he was, a lot of the footage of it is just him in a workshop painting and doing uh, mixed media art with like his, his baby daughter, like crawling around like at his ankles. Um, it was lovely. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that documentary. Um, I think I'm more interested in the man than I am pretty much any of his, his work, if I'm being 100% honest. But again, I'm glad we have him. Uh, we also have from Criterion, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace uh, from 1944. Um, this actually did not get uh, great marks in terms of image quality and whatnot. Um, but this is a Cary Grant film uh, that I know to have a stellar reputation. Uh, it's certainly worthy of being in the Criterion Collection. Uh, we also have uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, the 60th anniversary edition. Uh, this is from Universal on 4K. Uh, excellent marks uh, in terms of image quality. And in addition to that, we also have the uh, Universal Classic Monsters colon Icons of Horror Collection, Volume 2 on 4K. Uh, this is uh, also from Universal. Uh, all these titles are from 1932 to 1954, and it collects The Mummy, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Phantom of the Opera, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, so I have seen about half of these. I've seen The Mummy, I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Phantom of the Opera, I wonder if that's the Lon Chaney version, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, I think I actually saw the third movie of that series, The, the Creature Walks Among Us, rather than the, the original. But um, The Gill Man's always been one of those icons of horror that I've always been really fascinated in, that actually, like if like unless you're counting the Monster Squad, I don't know if I've ever seen like the uh, like a straight up traditional presentation of that particular character, or that particular monster. But I've always thought he was the cool one, like of of the Universal Horror Monsters. Like when I was a little kid, I, like if you looked at the lineup, he was often the least appreciated, like the least famous of of the big ones of the Mount Rushmore of of universal horror icons but when i was a little kid i always thought he was the coolest um i really would like to watch that original someday um maybe that's something i can do on halloween um moving on down we have bill and ted's excellent adventure on 4k uh this is a shout factory release um looks like it got some great marks uh, this is a movie that is a, a whole hell of a lot of fun um actually uh Kyle convinced me uh, because I hadn't actually seen Bogus Journey, the sequel. Uh, he convinced me to check it out a couple years ago, and I'm really glad he did because he was absolutely right. I do think you could make a very strong case for Bogus Journey actually being the superior uh, between the two Bill and Ted films. Well, that, no, wait, we have three Bill and Ted films now. Um, obviously, I haven't seen the third one, um, but. As far as I understand, Bogus Journey, at least between he and I, uh, we think of as being the best of the series. But this is this is a whole hell of a lot of fun. I remember we like rented this one. Uh, my dad did, and we 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 all watched it, and it was great. I, I knew it by reputation long before I saw it. In fact, I could be totally wrong, but there may have been like a cartoon or something of Bill and Ted uh, that I was exposed to as a very young child. I know the uh, Nintendo game, the NES game, uh, was one of the rare titles that 
well i wouldn't say rare but it was a it was a game that i think my brother bought or rented i can't remember exactly which but he like immediately returned it like we tried to play it and he was like this is busted like this this game is a pile <laughs> like even as a little kid he was like no i we we don't need this in the home um so I, again i can't remember if he bought it or he rented it but either way it did not stay in the house very long <laughs> Um, we have a Blu-ray uh, from Scorpion releasing of Shredder from 2001. Holy shit, 2001! I've I've seen this movie reviewed elsewhere. I, I seem to remember uh, Red Letter Media covering this movie at some point, but I had no fucking idea it was from 2001. I would have guessed like mid 90s or something. Um, obviously, it's probably not a very good movie, um, but uh, Scorpion releasing did quite well with the cover art i'll give them that um we have uh some special editions of the the godfather series of films we have 4k releases of them uh from paramount um these all got five stars as far as i know um i unfortunately already own all the godfather films on blu-ray um and i picked them up not even that long ago i did i have seen all of these films at least twice um not something i'm going to be upgrading to unfortunately um but if anything if any movies out there uh are worthy of the 4k treatment for like five star 4k treatment uh the godfather films absolutely are uh, francis ford coppola really gave a lot of himself to these movies the way the first two films in particular the way they're they're shot and edited and and performed as well uh is really incredible like high high quality cinema um third movie i know to be very very divisive i don't hate it uh, the way a lot of people did when it first came out in 1990 um but it, it is very much the the least of the series um it's not the towering achievement that the other the other two were nor is it like as cleanly assembled i guess like the the way the edit comes together just doesn't doesn't feel as well curated as the other two uh, it feels a little loose um but uh, on the subject of editing um, they also are putting out a 4k version of the godfather coda colon the death of michael corleone um this is a this is um a re-edit of the godfather 3 um in fact i'm not seeing a a boxed version of the godfather part three um like a standard release i wouldn't be surprised if both edits are on this uh are in this box set um but for what it's worth uh there is no um godfather part three and like you as far as i know you can't just put the godfather part three on 4k on your shelf right now you have to get the coda version um i have this on blu-ray um and it is disappointing as all hell um it it mostly reshuffles the order of scenes um and in some ways i don't think it benefits the film at all um i know i know coppola is in the in the midst of um i don't know if he's filming yet but i do know that he is trying to to make uh, his last grand epic film i forget the title kyle actually knows um i wish he was here to uh, you know throw throw it out there but um 
I have noticed a lot of his movies are coming out on 4K. A lot of his movies are receiving re-edits, um, Apocalypse Now being one of them. If I had to guess, and this I don't have any evidence to back this, but if I had to guess, um, maybe, maybe he's trying to scrabble together funds uh, to finance the making of this last film of his, uh, because I do know that uh, he's very big on you know his uh was it zoetrope pictures or whatever. Um, I know he's very big on playing with his own money and so he can make his own creative decisions and whatnot. So it this reeks of somebody like kind of re-releasing their old works in the hopes of scrabbling together some funds to to put forward to put forth in in financing a future project or something. But yeah, for what it's worth, the Godfather Coda, I I didn't get much out of at all. In fact, there's there's like a weird continuity gaff I noticed towards the end of the film that was like. Oh, okay that's kind of funky <laughs> like like i know you're reshuffling the the scenes and whatnot to to kind of masquerade this as a, a new version of the movie um but it's 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 too close like it, it's way too close to the godfather part three such that it's like why even bother and I, I i i don't know if i'd even favor one cut over the other at this point but that that's just me maybe i'm in the wrong in thinking that but Anyway, we also have the score on 4K from 2001. This is a Kino release that got uh, high, like top marks uh, in terms of image quality and sound. Um, we also have a 4K from Kino with a slipcase of an indecent proposal from 1993. Um, and this is from director Adrian Lin or Adrian Line. I'm not actually positive how that's pronounced. Also received top marks in terms of image quality. Um, one reason I'd like to key in on this for just one second is that uh, November 2022 uh, here at Catching Up on Cinema is going to be No Nut November. <laughs> um, Kyle's Kyle's choice uh, for the title, not mine. Uh, essentially, what we're going to be doing all through November is reviewing uh, erotic thrillers, uh, mostly from the 80s and 90s. And uh, you better fucking believe that Indecent Proposal from Adrian Lin uh, was very much considered uh for the lineup that month um being as we we both discovered kyle and i um that this man is the master of the subgenre at least in the modern era like as for like the kind of like codified version of the erotic thriller that we all know and maybe love um if you look at his filmography it's staggering how many how many fuck films this guy made and indecent proposal was um kind of in the middle of his run on that on that particular subgenre, I don't know if we're going to be doing that one, but it's definitely one that uh, Kyle and I both looked into. Uh, we have Night Visitor from Scorpion releasing. I have no idea what I'm looking at with this cover art. <laughs> it looks almost like a, a kabuki uh, wig, but with like a like an antelope or a goat horned mask on top of it. Um, more confusing than terrifying if you ask me uh, we also have disturbing behavior from 1998 that was one of those uh, 90s uh, horror thrillers that i was always curious about uh, because of the cover art um, curiously enough uh, mvd went with a cover that i actually am not familiar with uh, for this film um, that is what it is uh, we have beast 
uh, starring Idris Elba from 2022. Uh, this is being put out by Universal, and this is about Idris Elba doing battle with a lion. Um, again, big fan of animal attack movies, so this is very much on my radar, but this was one that I skipped uh, in the theater for sure. Um, we have uh, Mortal Kombat colon... Uh, Mortal Kombat Legends, excuse me, colon, Snowblind on 4K. This is a uh, Warner Brothers animated film uh, based on the uh, Mortal Kombat series of video games. Uh, it looks like we have Blind Kenshi uh, on the cover there, um, but the title makes me think that we're going to be uh, looking into the, the Lin Kuei and uh, probably Sub-Zero, maybe Frost, uh, all those ice ninja people. Uh, ice... Um, Chinese ninja warriors, uh, if you will. Um, moving on down, we also have, uh, I think this got a prior release, probably from like MVD or something, but we have a Kino release of uh, Blind Fury from 1989, starring uh, everybody's favorite uh, Dutchman, uh, Rutger Hauer. Uh, I saw this movie uh, when I was a pretty young kid. Um, I remember my dad thought it was fun. <laughs> I actually am looking for an excuse to pick this movie up. Uh, it looks like the disc got some shitty <laughs> got got some shitty reviews, but I'm still like that's a that's a someday. Like if I run out of other movies to buy, I, I'll I'll be sure to pick up Blind Fury. Um, I believe uh, Shokosugi uh, has a small role uh, as like the final boss of the movie. Uh, that's a that's a fun trivia factoid. Shokosugi was a well, was and is uh, kind of a important figure in in the world of uh, ninjas on film, at least in American cinema. Uh, his his son Kane is pretty fucking awesome too when it comes to the world of martial arts cinema. Um, moving on down, what do we got? We have the Twin uh, from twenty twenty two. This is a Shutter original. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know a damn thing about this. Uh, I'd, I'd have to ask uh, Brad from the Cinema Speak podcast if he's heard of this one. Um, <laughs> we have something called Barbarians, Pearl from 2021, uh, which is not the horror film Barbarian from 2022. Uh, I don't know what this film is, but uh, Barbarian I know to be quite good. And uh, one of those movies that you really owe it to yourself to just just turn it on just just watch it don't don't overthink it just hop in watch it uh we have our uh monthly uh bruce willis release uh from lionsgate wire room from 2022 looks like we have a kevin dillon uh appearance in that one as well uh, we have something called tiny cinema from epic pictures um hideous cover art uh decent picture quality as far as i can tell but what the fuck is this um a mysterious stranger tells the twisted tale of seemingly unconnected strangers whose lives will change in incredible and bizarre ways forever. As reality unravels, each person must battle unbelievable challenges from a multiverse seeking answers on the essential questions of life, death, love, and the fate of our future. Go fuck yourself. Uh, no. No. I, in fact, I, I was just talking with the girlfriend this morning about uh this concept of synthesis that seems to be popping up everywhere like it, there's a there's a mass blending of of ideas and aesthetics and and 
everything <laughs> like multiverses are everywhere the kids love multiverses get the fuck out of here with your multiverses i'm so fucking tired of this shit um yeah no tiny cinema get off my lawn uh we have uh from liberation hall uh robocop colon the series uh from 1994 i'm gonna take a look at liberation hall it looks like Oh, fuck. Um, it looks like they have the complete series of RoboCop, the series, and the Steven Seagal action crime thriller, A Dangerous Man, from the year 2009, so you know it's good, uh, on their catalog. Uh, so a small, uh, seemingly new uh, disc publisher. Um, but this appears to just be like the first season of the robocop the series like the robocop television series not the the animated one but the live action one um interesting so i they've already released the whole series and this is just like a just a season one version of it um, so presumably they're going to keep putting these out um i've never seen robocop the series um but i do i was around like i was alive <laughs> i was a, i was a young boy when the series was coming out and i absolutely remember the commercials that used to air uh for for this tv show and i was i've always been kind of obsessed with robocop so i know this show isn't great um, but there is kind of a part of me that is very interested in checking this out someday um i know uh, oliver harper uh the youtuber uh did uh, he did like a whole episode about robocop the series and i found that to be very interesting he he pulled no punches about the overall quality of it um but it just like con continues to things like that like actually talking about it and examining it like from an honest perspective uh or what keep this thing in the back of my mind just something i you know even knowing how how mediocre it is i still kind of like to check it out just because I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a RoboCop fanatic. Uh, I love RoboCop, um, so that's a someday. Um, moving on, uh, we have uh, Asura Girl uh, from 2017 from Rising Sun Media. Um, wow, uh, they seem to thrive in the the land of no budget films, no budget uh, horror and exploitation cinema. Uh, know nothing about it but the cover i guess jumped out at me uh, we have shark colon the beginning um 2021 from media blasters uh this appears to be a korean film uh not anything i'm aware of but i'm kind of surprised a lot of these these kind of tiers of films uh, especially from japan and korea and hong kong i'm usually aware of but these ones not so much um and I think that's about it for that week. Uh, so I'm just going to bop on down to the next week here. Uh, October 18th, uh, right off the bat, we have our 4K releases. Um, we have Return of the Living Dead uh, on 4K. Uh, this is being put out by Shout Factory. This is from 1985. I received some high marks uh, in terms of image quality and whatnot. I quite enjoy this movie, but as I've said a couple of times on the podcast at this point, there's a certain element of this movie that as as fun as this movie is i also find it to be like subtly terrifying uh, just because of the snowball effect of the horror and the drama that unfolds in it 
it's one of those movies where it's like a it's like a mr bean sketch gone bad where it's just like it just keeps getting worse and and it, it has this claustrophobic like not literally claustrophobic but it has this like smothering quality to it where it's just like oh oh no I, I don't know if there's a way to fix this like this just keeps getting worse and for some reason that particular feeling is legitimately unsettling and uncomfortable for me so i do have fun watching this movie but like by the time you get to the end of it it starts to get a little bit depressing honestly um but i have to commend uh, the filmmakers for actually being willing to to go there uh, because i know uh, kyle in particular like horror films with unhappy endings are not something you get all the time um but a lot of times it's warranted and it's it's a terrible feeling watching a movie that just fails to to go where the the breadcrumbs are leading where it's like if you're setting if you're setting us up for an unhappy ending if you're setting us up for like a a no hoper or like a, a situation where our characters absolutely cannot pull themselves out of it don't let them out just just go where the story organically is is telling you the storyteller to take it um we also have a uh, tropic thunder on 4k from 2008 this is from kino um and it has apparently two different cuts so presumably there's like a, a, a uncut version or potentially a director's cut on this one um five stars uh both in terms of audio and video um this movie's great uh and one thing that's really important for me to point out is uh, i was just talking about this with my brother via text uh, yesterday um Ben Stiller is a really underrated filmmaker. Like as a direct, like as a as an actor, as a comedic actor in particular, he's great. Um, but as a director of films, um, he's really talented. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm continually surprised uh, by him as a as a director, such that I I find myself like wishing or or like hoping for the the day that he like leans into it. Uh, full bore like I, I would very much like to see him commit himself to just doing that um because he really does seem to have a knack for it um I, tropic thunder is no exception it's a really well put together film uh, it's really well shot uh for is essentially you know a, a high concept comedy film uh similar i guess uh, to like a, a Ghostbusters where it's like it technically on paper it's it's more of just a comedy film but it's also like this high concept special effects and stunt laden uh, production because uh, Ghostbusters had some groundbreaking special effects work on top of being an exhibition for you know some of the the more prominent comedic voices in in Hollywood and television at the time and Tropic Thunder kind of is a similar kind of project i guess in that way but yeah tropic thunder i actually am surprised i don't own this movie just because it's it has so much to offer and it's been a really long time since i've seen it um beside that we have a movie that i saw in the theater uh with the girlfriend and in fact reviewed uh with my buddy brad uh, from the cinema speak podcast uh bullet train on 4k uh from this year uh this got five out of five uh, and this is directed by David Leach, uh, who is part of uh, 87 North or 8711 uh, Studios, um, also known uh, for humble beginnings as being Brad Pitt's stunt double. Um, this movie is a blast. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I quite enjoyed it for the most part. I, I don't know if the momentum carries through all the way to the final reel, 
um, but the the journey is is wonderful. Uh, there's so much to smile and laugh at. Uh, the action, uh, again, being an, an 87 North or 87 11 production is high quality shit. Um, and it's really fun seeing Brad Pitt play this kind of character. Um, he he doesn't always get to be this goofy, um, but uh, you can tell he, he is having a lot of fun. Um, and it really it really contributes to the overall entertainment value. I also need to point out that Aaron Taylor Johnson, who has never been much of anything uh, to me uh, as a screen presence, uh, he seems to have found uh, his tone, found his character uh, in this film, uh, because he really did stand out quite a lot. And I was surprised by that. Like, if somebody does good work, I'm, I'm never gonna, never gonna pretend to not acknowledge it, I guess. So as, as much as I generally don't get much out of him as a, as an actor or a screen presence. I, I do need to compliment him on that. He did a great job. Uh, but yeah, Bullet Train's great. Uh, I don't know how many people saw it in the theater, but they uh, they were missing out uh, if they did not. Uh, we have Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on 4K uh, from Lionsgate. I don't know if this had come out previously, um, but I've heard very, very good things about this film. Uh, not one that I'm in a hurry to check out or anything, but it's certified fresh. At least that's what the stamp says on the cover. Um, we have from Criterion, uh, Cure. Uh, this is a Japanese film from 1997 uh, from Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Um, again, i kind of shocked I actually don't know this one, but as we tend to say, uh, if it's part of the Criterion collection, it is more than likely worth your time. Uh, again, from Criterion, so kind of a big deal. Uh, we have a title uh, that is, again, one of those uh, VHS uh, cover arts that I I always keep in the back of my mind as something that, like, I know it's not good or I know it's not exceptional, but I'm going to check that out someday. Uh, we have No Escape, uh, which is being put out by Unearthed Films from the year 1994. And, uh, oh, these were the folks that put out The Untold Story. Uh, as well as a Serbian film. So, uh, oh, and uh, 2LDK. Uh, interesting catalog from these folks. Uh, a lot of movies uh, that I know by reputation, and a lot of times it's pretty racy reputation, uh, such that this film being in their catalog seems kind of odd, uh, because as far as I know, this is just a early and not, pr not particularly great offering from director Martin Campbell, uh, who, of course, very shortly after this would go on to do Goldeneye and uh, The Mask of Zorro, uh, <laughs> Green Lantern, and uh, Casino Royale. Um, but yeah, this cover art with uh, Ray Liotta holding a fucking rocket launcher and uh, Kevin Dillon looking mopey and uh, Ernie Hudson looking stern. Um, this, uh, this cover art, this VHS cover art, um, was featured in, like, it was like a one-page ad. Um, it was featured in so many of the, the 90s comic books uh, that my brother uh, used to get back in the day, a lot of the Marvel and DC stuff. Um, and I know there's a Super Nintendo game uh, based on this one. So I, I have seen this image of Ray Liotta holding this fucking rocket launcher so many goddamn times in my life to the point that, again, I, I, know, like, I know this movie by reputation. It's apparently not great. But I have to see it. I got to know. 
Um, I don't know if I would blind buy this, but again, maybe I can 2v it or something. So no escape, look out for it, folks. Um, we have uh, from Arrow, Gothic Fantastico, Four Italian Tales of Terror, Lady Morgan's Vengeance, The Blancheville Monster, The Third Eye, and The Witch. Uh, these are from 1963 to 1966. Uh, very awesome painterly cover art there. Um, Arrow does fantastic work for the most part. Uh, I'm sure anybody who'd be interested in those movies would be very happy with picking up that package. Uh, and we have a Blu-ray release of something that I will be picking up. Uh, this is from Sony Pictures, and this is a Blu-ray uh, Blu release of American Movie, uh, which is directed by Chris Smith, but more importantly uh, is the story of Mark Borchardt, uh, his buddy, was it Mike Shank, and uh, all the people in his orbit. Uh, this is one of one of the more enjoyable films I've ever seen. Um, well, enjoyable is not the right word. Uh, this, this I find this movie to be inspirational, uh, kind of similar uh, to like Ed Wood. This movie is, is equal parts about perseverance and, and failure. And it, it's a, I think is a very, very important movie uh, to anybody who has ever wanted to make films or be involved in the film industry because it is frankly very depressing at times for sure um but you know like there there is something about that personality type about the the type of person who damns the consequences and shoots for the moon even even when it's it's not warranted nor is it safe um <laughs> kick fucking ass i got a mastercard um this movie is endlessly quotable uh, I find it to be very important. There was a phase of my life where I was, I had it on in the background a lot, uh, when I was working on things and whatnot. Uh, and I already have this on DVD. Uh, this is a movie I, I couldn't picture myself not owning. Um, but now that's out on Blu-ray, uh, I, I'll, I'll be happy to, to buy it again. Um, I, I've been trying to get the girlfriend to watch this one. It's a hard sell just based on the cover art. Um, and the fact that it is, frankly, a little hard to watch at times. Like, some of the, the human drama that comes out of it is pretty heavy shit. Um, but it's a very, very important film to me personally, and I think a lot of people. Also, I, I, I'm sorry if I got the name wrong, but Mike Shank, I do know, passed away very recently, which is very sad because he does seem like he was a pretty cool guy, um, and he his his presence in the film he's like he kind of steals the show every time he's on camera anyway uh moving on we have batman and superman colon battle of the super sons on 4k this is a dc uh animated film from warner brothers i i've long said i i checked a lot of these out when they were first coming out but i i've kind of washed my hands of them it's just like yeah it's not for me anymore um i'm sure there's a lot of people that these are some things they look forward to every few months though for sure um we have fall uh from the year 2022 this is being put out on lionsgate on blu-ray uh, and this is from director scott mann um this is one of those um like i don't know if bottle drama would be the right word but it's like an isolation thriller where it basically takes place in a single location uh and in this case it seems to be a a long tall vertical spire just like a pole shooting up to the sky uh that a pair of women get trapped on 
Um, this film is directed by Scott Mann, uh, who also gave us a final score, which is a Dave Bautista film. Uh, it's basically Die Hard in a soccer stadium, uh, as well as a uh, not a Scott Adkins film, but Scott Adkins is in the film, uh, The Tournament from 2009, which I can confirm is a very fun, uh, technically solid film. Like it's it's pretty well put together. Also, like really gory uh, in the good way. Um, I quite enjoyed the tournament back in the day, um, and Final Score was not half bad as well. So Scott Mann seems to be a competent filmmaker, uh, to say the least. He does seem to know how to put together nice shots, uh, at the very least. Uh, so I've heard decent things about this movie. Uh, I'm hoping it's pretty good, and I know that my buddy Brad at Cinema Speak um, was very interested in checking this one out because it kind of checks a lot of his personal boxes. Uh, we also have Orphan colon First Kill, uh, which is a prequel uh, to the horror thriller uh, Orphan. Uh, I thought that movie was uh, hokey, campy uh, fun. Uh, I quite enjoyed the first Orphan. I was shocked when they announced this as a prequel. I was like, oh, excuse me, we're going to have the same actress? Sure, that works. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything about these movies, but um, I have not heard much good about this film. Uh, but I can vouch for the first one as being quite fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's also very nice to look at as well. Uh, we have from Criterion uh, from 2019, uh, La Llorona, uh, which is <laughs> one of those titles that, um, as, an, as a dumb American who doesn't know much about um, things outside of American culture, um, it's one of those titles that I associate with too many of the wrong things because there was, there was a stretch there where we were getting a lot of like straight up gutter trash seeming like horror films like curse of la llorona and stuff like that and there was like a whole bunch of uh the asylum type movies again making usage of what i'm sure uh is is a figure that means quite a lot to a lot of people who aren't myself um but i know nothing about this film um but uh, again as we tend to say uh if it's part of the criterion collection it's probably part like probably worth your time uh, we have Trancers on 4K from 1984. This is being put out by Full Moon Features. Uh, Trancers is one of those sci-fi, like, direct-to-video series uh, that, as far as I know, has gotten, like, minimum five sequels or something, mostly, if not all, on the direct-to-video circuit, um, that I have never even dipped my toes into it. Um, but again, uh, curiously enough, the cover art that they used for this uh, Full Moon Features 4K uh, is not the one I, I know. Uh, the one I know is like a guy wearing a, a space helmet that looked like the painting of him looks oddly like Peter Weller, even though it's not Peter Weller, it's Tim Thomerson. Um, this one looks like a... I don't even know what to describe it as, but it looks like something from a, an MTV music video from the mid eighties or something. Um, but I've never checked out Trancers. Uh, it's never hold, held much appeal to me because honestly, I don't quite know what the fuck it is. And I, as far as I understand, that's actually kind of the case with the movie itself where it's like, it's a little bit all over the place. Like it's a little bit of Blade Runner. Uh, it's a little bit of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and it's a whole lot of trash, <laughs> um, but uh, it is what it is. Also, baby Helen Hunt is apparently in this movie. Um, moving on, uh, we have uh, a 4K of E.T., uh, the extraterrestrial. 
uh, from Universal Studios. Uh, this, as far as I know, had been released on Blu-ray God knows how many fucking times. I do think there was a 4K previous to this one, but uh, this particular 4K release uh, came out uh, you know, during the Halloween season, which seems relevant being as I do think the movie takes place around then. Uh, E.T. was a juggernaut. Uh, it, it completely leveled the box office. Uh, in the wake of its release and as far as i know it was released in theaters multiple fucking times and yet for the life of me i don't have very much memory of the movie because i think i've seen it once i think i've seen it front to back like exactly once although we do have a uh, a stupid family story about my parents having to never getting to see this fucking movie because both times they went to the theater they took like initially like my brother who was an infant at the time and he like freaked out and started screaming at the top of his lungs during the opening sequence with E.T. being chased in the woods, so they had to leave. And then like when they re-released it or something, when I was born, they took me, and the same fucking thing happened. <laughs> so like I don't know what it is about E.T., but uh, both my brother and I as babies were just like not able to fucking handle it. Um, Spielberg, man, he he knows how to scare kids. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be as interested in doing it anymore, but back in the day, man, that seemed to be like the foundation of a lot of his his creative, his, a lot of his creativity it was like this will show him, this will fuck with those kids' brains. <laughs> um, we have uh, two witches uh, from twenty twenty one being put out by Arrow. Uh, we have Happy Birthday to Me being put out by Kino from nineteen eighty one. That's uh, I believe a uh, slasher from the early eighties. Uh, the Razor's Edge uh, uh, from 1984 being put out by Sony. Uh, this is a uh, Bill Murray um, in I think one of his earliest like dramatic turns, or at least an attempt at a dramatic turn. Uh, I'd be curious to check that out. I actually don't know the general reputation of it. Uh, we have The Innocence uh, from 2021. Um, I don't. Oh, I I know a different movie with this title uh, this one not known to me but it does have a certified fresh stamp on it uh, i will point out that we have a uh, moon child from visual vengeance uh, who again are knocking it out of the park uh, with their cover art for this particular release know nothing about the film but uh, they are a fairly new publisher from what i can tell and i you know it's fun to shout them out we have rumble from 2021 this was a cgi animated film from paramount that as far as i know i heard absolutely nothing about but like my dumb ass was like kind of intrigued by it because apparently it's about like a giant monster wrestling league or something it's like huh i like giant monsters i like wrestling i like sports dramas it's like that might be kind of up my alley but this this movie came it, this movie was a fart in the wind as far as i can tell and that doesn't speak well to its uh overall quality unfortunately um we have a uh, boris karloff colon the band behind the monster from 2021 uh i'm curious uh this is from voltage films um and yes this does appear to be a documentary about the man the myth the legend uh boris karloff i would like to check that out uh, that that is that's something i'll have to try to keep in the back of my mind uh there's also a tom savini documentary as well uh being put out by uh, I think it's like Scream Factory uh, that I'd also like to check out. Uh, Smoke and Mirrors, the story of Tom Savini from 2015. Uh, yeah, it got a Blu-ray release. 
uh, on October 11th from Wild Eye Releasing. Uh, I'd also like to check that one out. I'm a sucker. I don't watch that many horror films, but I do like a lot of horror documentaries. Um, so both of those are ones I'd like to check out. Uh, very important. Uh, again, I wish uh, my buddy Brad uh, from the Cinema Speak podcast was here uh, because he'd, he'd have a whole hell of a lot more to say about this one than I do, but I'll do so in his stead as best I can. We have uh, from Ronin Flicks uh, from the year 2020, Becky. Uh, receiving a special edition Blu-ray from Ronin Flicks. Uh, this is directed by Jonathan Millett and Carrie Murnian, uh, who, if memory serves, uh, directed uh, Bushwick, uh, which is a film that I quite enjoy um, and was quick to, to pick up on and like be, like do my part of uh, telling people, hey, you might want to check this one out, uh, because as far as I know, it's it's criminally underseen, but it's, an, it's a really well-made film uh exceptionally well-made film especially considering what i imagine was a fairly limited budget um this movie becky uh brad reviewed on the cinema speak podcast and uh he had a quite he had a quite good time talking about it uh, as far as i know he in reviewing this film it put him in contact with the directors of it and uh there's mutual appreciation uh from both parties um so it's really cool that this uh I think this movie was for a time like exclusive on streaming but now it's uh, now it's widely available on blu-ray um from fairly small publishers but point is you can get it now um and this one is a super duper special edition from ronin flicks uh who as far as i know have a pretty good reputation um hopefully they did a great job with this one um but let's move on uh what else we got here uh we have Flex Gourmet uh, from 2022, uh, certified fresh. Uh, it's a. This appears to be a TV release. Uh, I'll just read the summary here because I I've no idea what this is. Um, set at an institute devoted to culinary and alimentary performance, a collective finds themselves embroiled in power struggles, artistic vendettas, and gastrointestinal disorders. Uh, starring. Asa Butterfield, that kid who did that thing. <laughs> I, he's, what, the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender kid, maybe? I, I could be wrong, but I, I always think of that name as that kid who did that thing. Uh, and Gwendolyn Christie, uh, who is lovely, and directed by Peter Strickland. Again, know nothing about it, but sounds promising. Uh, unique, uh, to say the very least. Uh, and I think that's going to have to be it for this particular week, because the rest of it are indie releases of things that are so off the beaten path for me that's like i'm sorry i just don't feel qualified to talk about that other than like pointing at the cover and saying that looks neat that looks dumb uh so let's move on uh to october 25th uh, we have uh from 1995 uh, from kino the usual suspects on 4k and uh, this is, of course, directed by Brian Singer, uh, who, as far as I know, is very much uh, not welcome uh, in Hollywood or in society <laughs> at, at large uh, these days. Um, and also written by Christopher McQuarrie, uh, who has done, you know, like more recently is famous for his collaborations with Tom Cruise. Uh, this is one of those movies that I haven't seen largely for the reason that uh, it was spoiled for me so long ago um, that's like I know it's a good movie 
um, but it doesn't help that it has a problematic director and I already know the ending. Um, but it is supposed to be a very, very good movie, so I, I'm not surprised it's getting the 4K treatment. Uh, we also have uh, from Jordan Peele uh, and Universal Studios, Nope on 4K, which I think, I think, I, I haven't referenced it, and Brad would be very upset me, with me if I misquote this. I think Brad from the Send Him Speak podcast rated this a 5 out of 5. Um, I uh, just based on that, I kind of have to see this movie. I was already intrigued, but when when a you know a friend and associate uh, says it's five out of fucking five, I uh, that means something. Uh, so I I don't have much to say about this movie, especially considering uh, its marketing campaign was uh, intentionally very very vague and cryptic, and I didn't even pay attention to it. So I I, I have no idea what this movie even is. All I know is Brad liked it quite a lot. Um, we have, uh, oh shit, we're starting to get into this. Uh, we're starting to get into the Vinegar Syndrome releases, which uh, get a little bit confusing uh, on the calendar here, so bear with me. Uh, we have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 from Toby Hooper from 1986 on 4K from the Vinegar Syndrome. I remember Brad had told me that some hardcore fans are uh, a little upset with Vinegar Syndrome for putting out this title, and uh, I think Amityville Horror may have been an earlier release on their catalog, uh, simply because they're, quote, too mainstream, because these are these are like mainstream titles now, and Vinegar Syndrome generally has the reputation of like unearthing trash films or forgotten classics, not not just like publishing things that are already kind of readily available. Um, via other disc publishers, but um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is not half bad. It's a Toby Hooper movie, so it, it's going to have a lot going for it. Um, hopefully they did a wonderful job uh, with the uh, printing of this particular disc. Um, moving on, we have a Columbia Classics Collection Volume 3, all 4K titles. Um, as far as I know, like this is one of those boxes where it's like, it's a lot good in there, but it's like I don't know if there's a lot like essential in there, but not something I'm interested in. So I'm going to gloss over it, but moving on, we have dressed to kill on 4k from 1980. Speaking of erotic thrillers, uh, Brian De Palma, uh, a director uh, who has a number of erotic thrillers under his belt. Also a director who uh, Kyle and I very much uh, considered dipping into his filmography for November, 2022. Uh, as far as I know, dressed to kill is not on the docket though. Uh, we have The Last Detail from uh, 1973 from Shout Select uh, on 4K. Um, I remember my dad had me watch this movie long before I had any fucking clue what any of it was. Uh, it's it's early Jack Nicholson, so you know it's worth your time. Uh, a beloved film in a lot of ways, uh, very much deserving of the 4K treatment. We have The Changeling on 4K from Severin Films. Uh, this movie I know to have an like an excellent reputation i think uh kyle or was it brad i'm not positive but somebody in my orbit uh told me about this and they were really 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 happy with it it took them a long time to get to it but they were really glad that they took the time to watch it i haven't seen it but i do have a soft spot for george c scott i do find him to be a, a magnetic performer uh he's he's excellent um if memory serves um when he got his uh oscar for Patton, he was over he was like 
incredibly humble about it to the point he's like i don't want this shit (laughs) he's like i didn't he's like i didn't earn that award george like Patton earned that award the man who i acted as deserves that award Uh, i found that very fascinating but anyway um don't open till christmas on uh blu-ray from vinegar syndrome 1984 um the werewolf versus the vampire woman uh just one just one vampire woman uh on 4k uh this is from 1971 presumably uh vinegar syndrome as well yes it is uh blood delirium uh on blu-ray from 1988 um this one sounds familiar but i actually don't think i know this one but this is also another vinegar syndrome release uh we have the bat from 1959 uh have the Amityville Curse from 1990 uh, from Canadian International Pictures. That's a, a partner label, I believe, with Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, this is presumably an Amityville sequel, of which there are many, 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 many. Um, none of which I have seen. I've only seen the original. Um, I haven't even seen the remake with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the Kindred from 1987 from Synapse Films. Uh, this is a, this is one of those cover arts that uh, Kyle and I actually did. A uh, we actually did a entire month called a VHS uh, Cover Art Month, uh, where we are picking movies uh, solely based on the strength of their cover arts and of you know nostalgic memories of like walking the aisles and seeing these covers and whatnot. Um, and The Kindred is actually one of those where it's like I remember seeing this cover it's uh it's spooky uh, it's well rendered um and i'm really happy to see them preserve it here uh for the cover art for this particular blu-ray no idea if this movie is any good um, but the cover art does its job for sure um we have the invitation uh, from 2022 this is apparently both a unrated and a theatrical cut a uh a young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot that doesn't really tell me much, but there's two different cuts to it. <laughs> um, moving on. Um, oof. Uh, we have Quiet Days in Clichy uh, from Blue Underground on 4K. Uh, this is from 1970. Uh, based on the strike marks or the slash signs through those O's in the names of the performers, uh, this may be a, a Scandinavian production of some sort, or at least the director is of Scandinavian origins. Know nothing about it, but it, it got a fucking 4K from Blue, Blue Underground. Uh, we have Moon of the Wolf from 1972 from Vinegar Syndrome. Um, Tales to Keep You Awake. Saturday Night at the Baths, 1975. In the Soup from 1992 uh, from Factory 25. Uh, 1992 uh, this is a, a partner label of vinegar syndrome and that is most certainly steve buscemi on the cover there uh no not a goddamn thing about it but <laughs> it's a fun cover give it that much uh, we have dracula versus frankenstein on blu-ray uh from severin films uh i have seen this poster many many times it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing it preserved here on the cover art for a blu-ray in 2022 um that that kind of stuff always makes me happy because like i don't know what it is but a lot of uh american media cover arts tend to 
not be as good like like I've, I've noticed that a lot of international editions for for films get like better covers or better posters than we get here um, but it always makes me happy to see like the the original poster art applied uh, to a re-release of something um bopping on down i'm gonna skip quite a lot of this uh, because a lot of it is re-releases um, i will point out that we have from indicator uh, magic myth and mutilation the micro budget cinema of michael j murphy this is a gigantic box set from 1967 to 2015 so anybody who's interested uh in michael j murphy uh i guess buy this fucking giant fucking box uh, we have space sheriff gavan uh from 1982 and 1983 from discotech media uh uchu keiji gavan uh, this is part of the Metal Hero series of tokusatsu uh, television. Uh, so it'd be like Kamen Rider uh, kind of shit or Big Bad Beetleboards or VR Troopers, that kind of stuff. Uh, I have seen clips of this floating around Twitter uh, over the years, and I've never actually watched like a, a straight-up Metal Hero show. Uh, I've, I've watched a fuck ton of Kamen Rider for sure, um, but never like a Metal Hero show so maybe this will be my entry point for that uh, particular subcategory of tokusatsu but um here it is uh, it's arrived um let's move on we have this is gore from 2021 a shutter exclusive uh documentary about the band gore uh, who i know mostly as uh the the end goal of the beavis and butthead super nintendo video game um, where the whole point of the video game is you're trying to get tickets to go see Guar. And I think the last level of the game, because I've never actually beaten that one, uh, is to get to the, is, I think the last level is the concert, uh, the Guar concert. Um, I know they're famous for their, uh, accoutrement and their, uh, their, their stage shows in particular. I can't speak for their music, but like their, their costuming and their lighting and, and design work for their stage shows is apparently legendary um moving on uh, i'm gonna skip a fuck ton of this uh we have a uh, blade of the 47 ronin uh which is it's being marketed as like a follow-up to the keanu reeves 47 ronin uh from a few years back which is also regarded as like one of the worst blockbusters of its era um the only reason I'm pointing this out is that this is a curious movie to me because I'm, I'm not quite sure what the point is or what it even is really. Uh, so this came out, I think the same day, like on Blu-ray and streaming the same day. Um, and this is directed by Ron, Ron Yuan, um, who most recently, as far as I know, appeared in the paper tigers. And he was fantastic in that. Um, he's, he's one of those actors that has popped up in like countless uh, in particular, like uh, American movies that require martial arts or stunt stunt workers, um, he he's got a long ass resume. Um, but he's directing this film, um, and the the cast of the cast of players in this movie are are kind of all over the place. We have like old veterans like Mark Dacascos. We have Dustin Wen, uh, who is a very accomplished actor who occasionally does martial arts work. But like I think of him largely as an actor. Uh, did some good work in Vietnam uh, in in like martial arts roles and whatnot. We have Mike Mole, uh, who acted as Ryu 
uh, in a couple of like online uh, Street Fighter video game based like uh, shorts. Um, and then we have, uh, I think there's a Power Ranger in here. I'm actually blanking on his name at the moment. Um, but then we have uh, Anna Akana, uh, who as far as I know, she's mostly just like a YouTuber slash influencer type who is actually the headlining role and seems to be like the forefront of the marketing. So in a lot of ways, this seems like a vehicle for her. Um, but nothing about this makes me think of that Keanu Reeves movie. The, the branding of 47 Ronin is just fucking strange. Being as Chushingura is like one of those stories that's like... It's, it, it's strange that we got a, a blockbuster Keanu Reeves action film with dragons and magic and shit for, for something that it means so much to you know Japanese history and culture. Um, and now we have this that looks looks almost like a like a Harry Potter with katanas kind of thing. Um, it, I I have no fucking clue what this is. Um, I'm not judging. I'm gonna try not to judge it too harshly because I I don't know anything about it. But it it's been floating across like a lot of the social media corners that I hang out in. So I'm curious. Um, don't have high hopes for it, but it is what it is. Um, moving on. Uh, we have Satan's Little Helper from 2004. Um, that <laughs> that Satan mask, it's uh, not good. Uh, 2004, uh, oh wait, I think I kind of recognize this cover art, uh, at least the original version of it, not this version of it, but uh, this is from Synapse Films. Um, Death to Metal, 2019. Um and I'm just going to keep scrolling down because I'm at a loss for things that actually interest me at this point. And I think that's going to have to be it. Um, I will point out, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now because I'll probably have a lot more to say about it um, next time I talk with Brad uh, on Catching Up on Blu-ray uh, for November, but it does appear that Top Gun Maverick, uh, a.k.a. like, the, win the, the most profitable of uh, Hollywood movies in recent memory um, is receiving its uh, 4K release and Blu-ray release on uh, October 31st, so Monday as opposed to Tuesday. Uh, I will be picking that up. I'm actually really upset that I didn't end up going to see that one in the theater because I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. And actually, I'm a huge fan of the original Top Gun. Not everybody is. I legitimately am. Um... But yeah, I'll just toss that out there and hopefully I'll have more to say about it next month. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So I'm just going to do my duty here and uh, scroll backwards through the catalog and point out anything that I might be picking up or at least putting aside to watch someday. Um, so I still actually have not seen Becky. I'm not going to be blind buying Becky, but now that I had a reminder about it, it's back on my radar, so that, that's a maybe. Oh yeah, I will point out that uh, from Decal releasing uh, the film Breaking, uh, directed by Abi Damaris Corbin, uh, is, uh, I'll just read the plot summary, a Marine War veteran faces mental and emotional challenges when he tries to reintegrate back into civilian life. Uh, this stars uh, John Boyega, and as far as I know, this is based on a true story, like an actual incident, uh, and it's a it's a tragedy. Um, but I've heard very, very, very good things about this movie. Um, I 
if you look at the cover art, like there's a reason why I skipped over this one. It's because it does not jump out at you at all, nor have I seen this movie receive much hype. Um, but what little I've seen spoken about it uh, seems to point to it being a an important movie, like a very, very good film. Not going to be buying it, though. <laughs> um, so uh, Blade of the 47 Ronin, um, I might... I might try to watch that, but I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but that, that's a maybe space sheriff Gavon. Uh, that's uh, maybe that's a maybe. Cause I, I am, I, I do, I do love Tokusatsu. Like it, it is like a special thing to me. I really do love it. I have a fuck ton of Ultraman and I, I'm really, really, really excited for a common rider black. Uh, coming into the states very soon i'm so fucking hyped to check that out um but metal hero stuff is new to me and it, it sometimes it's scary uh checking out completely new things especially when it's a whole fucking tv series it's like oh fuck i have a whole blu-ray of that like a whole multi-season television series that's just collecting dust on my shelf now what have i done um nope i, I will watch not gonna be blind buying it but i will watch that for sure uh, Dress to Kill, I'm not going to be buying that either, but uh, for research purposes uh, of fuck films, uh, I probably should watch that, uh, being as I know it by reputation. And I actually really, I don't know about his like public profile or like character as a person, but uh, Brian De Palma as a filmmaker, I, I do like quite a lot. So I'd be curious to watch that one. Um... E.T. I, I do need to rewatch that one uh, for sure uh, being as I have only seen it like the one time and it is often thought of as like one of Spielberg's better films overall um, American Movie on Blu-ray that's my first 100% buy in that uh, pick uh, Bullet Train also I'm going to be picking that up I'm looking forward to rewatching that I really did enjoy it in the theater I'm looking forward to enjoying it on the couch at home uh, no escape i do need to watch that someday i'm not going to pay money for it though uh godfather already got all those on blu-ray you're not getting my money twice uh beast i think is on like peacock right now so i might actually watch that again not going to be paying for it though uh not a great month as far as purchases so far uh really not a great month for purchases because there's only a couple uh so far um and yeah, I think that is it. Uh, wow, that, that was slim pickings. But I, I, I know for certain uh, November 15th is Judgment Day for me. Um, I'll just say that right now. November 15th is when like a half dozen fucking absolute gimmies uh, for me are coming out. Uh, so I'm going to be losing a lot of money in November uh, to my Blu-ray habit. But uh, thankfully, October is taking it pretty easy on me. But not a month that's devoid of interesting stuff just not stuff that i'm going to be spending money on uh but anyway uh that was our october 2022 edition of catching up on blu-ray uh if you'd like to catch up on any of our other catching up on cinema content though you can find all of it collected on our website at catchinguponcinema.com you can also find us on the social medias at catching up on cinema on the instagram as well as at catching cinema on the twitter uh, and the podcast is available on pretty much every platform you can imagine, including Bitcade, so fucking Google it. That being said, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.